0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 408, on January 7th, 2017. Sweet corner. Hi, there we go. Hey, hey, welcome to Craft Beer Radio. We're back. New year. I'm Goth McGee, or Greg Weiss. I didn't think of a cool pseudonym, so I guess I'm just Jeff. (laughs) I'm coughing a lot, uh, so we have more mic switches, hopefully working, and uh, hope that won't be an issue. So you were in uh, New England for the New Year's? I was in in New England. The the (sighs) greater Boston area. Yes, and uh, so I picked up uh, about uh, 12 or 13 beers there, and we have a bunch of them, and we also have a beer from North Carolina to add to the list. Very cool. So So we got pills over here somewhere, right? Yes. Let's do that. since I was in New England the Since I was in New England, uh I went for a lot of the IPAs. So we're it's gonna be an IPA heavy show. For this sure. This is uh from Fort Hill Brewing Company. This is their Hera Pills. It is a Czech style pilsner. Five point or at least they're calling it a Czech style pilsner. 5.7% alcohol by volume 30 IBU. Fort Hill Brewery. This will be the first time I've had beer from them, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the brew, the place I went to to get the uh, beer is the same place I went to last time. Uh, the the uh, Beer Cellar, I believe, was the name of it. Okay. It's in... Um, uh, it's near Milton. Um... It uh, had it was great because they had a lot of indicators about when these when they received the cans and a lot of the cans were That's labeled. Great. So, I, I I made sure this time to really look no, at the dates. I, yeah. yeah, it's too easy when you get into a place with new beers. Be like, oh yeah, I want that. So I don't know if this has a label on it, but this one doesn't. Yeah. But like you said, the shelf markers were helping you out there. Alright, so it's a Pils. It looks the part. It is golden. Kind of like a lightish yellow gold but still gold. It's crystal clear. The aroma is just smacking of that Pilsner malt, Kind of that biscuity, crackery crisp aroma. The hops are in there too, but I really love the melt smell. The melt malt, <laughs> The melt smell. <smalt>. <laughs> the malt smell on this one. All right, the hops are coming through as a little spicy slash floral, right? They're almost floral, but they're a little too like green and like bushy, like hedgerow or something. I'm like having that a hard to... time distinguishing things, so I'm glad you're on point because uh, maybe it's just too cold for me or whatever. But mm-hmm. it is it a little cold? I had these out, I put these out in it's really cold right now in Pittsburgh, it's like 11 degrees or 13 degrees outside. Put these out for four, <laughs> about four hours, uh, in there because they were just um, sitting around at like sixty degrees. Okay. Yeah, I warmed it as I smelled it again. I'm getting something that's a little more distinctly like hollow towel hop. So you know you're getting those the spices, that kind of um, like fresh. <clears throat> I don't want to describe this. It, it's a floral thing, but it's like. Kind of like, I guess like, dried flowers, right? It's not too green, it's not mm-hmm. too perfumey, but kind of like, a little bit dried. So, I always get confused, because I, I, for some reason it never clicks on me, which one is the Czech, which one is Bohemian, in um, terms of Pilsner styles. So the Czech one...
1: Is the original, so, like,
0: Pilsen... So Czech in bohemian or this oh they're Canadian. the same yes so bavarian. bavarian bavarian is the one you're thinking of uh bavarian this is more bavarian this is a crisp one kind of a lighter crisper body where the bohemian kind of has that fuller more round type character checker bohemian they're calling this a czech style pilsner. are they now yes no let me take another sip mm. I mean, to me, this fits more along the Pilsner or Kell line. That's where I'm, you know, because okay. it, it doesn't feel super like hoppy. It doesn't feel Americanized yeah. hoppy, for sure. No, um, you're you're right. As I took another sip, I mean, the malt kind of came through more. Mm-hmm. It's really full body. So yeah, I I, I walk back from where I said. I think maybe it was just the calibration at that first sip that had That's me cool. noticing the hops more. So, like we said, it's always good to have mile markers. It's always good to to have an idea of what mm-hmm. what it is you're going to be. Um, this is good. To come up this with. is really good. This is the Fort Hill Hera Pills. It's it's nice and crisp and clean. It um, doesn't end super dry, um, but dry enough. It's got a nice sort of like uh, cracker, a little bit buttery cracker mm-hmm. yeah. uh, quality to the flavor. And the hops are spicy, but really just there to kind of add a little bit of spice and just a little bit of grassy note. Yeah, the malt is the lead in the show Mm -hmm. and it's telling a great story and then there's a significant amount of hops but really playing second role like a continental version of the pills Mm -hmm. now that you said you know like buttery cracker i'm tasting that more you know there's not quite like diacetyl but there is like a butteriness in Mm -hmm. there and it could be very low amounts of diacetyl but it doesn't taste like popcorn right yeah yeah Just enough to give you the idea of of butter without it um, overwhelming the flavor and mm-hmm. feeling slick because that's what diacetyl will do. It'll feel slick. It'll overwhelm other right. flavors. Now I do remember a story that Keith Costa told me when he was in Czechoslovakia, Czech Republic, doing <sighs> doing beer tours and whatnot. And like the BJCP guide for Czech pills is like little to no diacetyl. Mm-hmm. And Keith was tasting beers made over there that you know had significant amounts of diacetyl. Mm-hmm. They were still delicious. So. The question, you know, he read, you know, was kind of talking about how you know the style guide is supposed to be, you know, talking about the style, and it turns out you know, like where he was, you know, his point, mm-hmm. what people were actually doing was different from what the guide was trying to describe. Well, so the style describes a, and, and it may be that it's bad to describe beer in terms of location, in some sense, because mm-hmm. he was at the place where. The style is supposed to be forefront, but the beers were all doing things that were technically off style. But, but they were they're the place where the style comes from, so that's they're why they're kind of the guys writing the definition, you know, or making well, the, the beer is based that... on older beer, not yeah. the beer that's being made now. It could be, it could be. Or I mean, this was you know BJCP. You know, it could have been that you know mistakes can be made. Sure, right? and you know. Based off a couple examples of imports and stuff, maybe when they wrote the style guide, I don't really know the details. Mm -hmm. But you could imagine that the person who wrote the style guide for the Czech pills hadn't gone on an extensive tour through Czech Republic, tasting many beers. Yeah, but it's interesting if if that is being used as a standard for judging. And if you go there and you're like, well, wait a minute, these are all (laughs) well, yeah, yeah, and you know they don't. They're all good, you know, that's the thing You know, you said these beers were good Even though they had moderate amounts mm-hmm. of diacetyl to, diacetyl to them you No, know, that was the uh, Hera Pills from Fort Hill That was really good Off to a good start, I like it So we have a porter in there We probably want to we'll jump break into a couple up, of these Probably yeah. do two IPAs, mm-hmm. break it up and do two more So, um You want to get the North Carolina one out of the way? Okay Okay, so one of my coworkers had some beers delivered by his family over the holidays. And he's like, yeah, I got this IPA from this Asheville Brewery, Wicked something or another. And I'm like, uh, the Pernicious? He's like, yeah, that might be it. You know, like, you know, they, that one's silver for IPA, like, last year at the GABF. So, you know, out of like 600 beers, people thought this one was pretty good. Uh, Remember the way that they do the JBF? Not everybody who judges got this beer either, so... Right. But I'm just saying, you know, it was kind of... It lands in his lap. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth worth giving it a shot. Uh, This is Pernicious, Wicked Weed. Um, Interesting little uh, description. So, first of all, the stats, 7.3% alcohol available year-round. They don't give me much about it, but this this marketing speak, uh, it's one of those things where I look at them and I... I bend my eye towards it because it's (laughs) it's a little too uh, on the nose, a little too, like, um, bragging about themselves. Okay. So, pernicious implies influence that's harmful in a way not easily noticed. This beer is harmful, not because of overwhelming hot bitterness, but because its balanced brightness insidiously ruins your expectations for all other IPAs. Okay. Yeah. That's, like, that's a bold claim. (laughs) It is a bold claim. I like uh, the neck of this beer has hop leaves on it. You see oh, that? Oh, yeah. So look it's at like, that. A, go, like the as it's going towards the mouth of the bottle, it's like the bottom of the hop cone. So mm-hmm. it has like staggered hop leaves. That's a cool little. It embossing. smells quite happy. So the color is uh, sort of amber. It's actually a lighter uh, amber. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, orangey gold. Worth of, um, of of a very tight head, big but, mango flavor yeah. in the aroma. Very tropical. Probably mosaic. Mosaic or galaxy. Yep. This was bottled on December first, so it's relatively fresh. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. What's that? I just looking to see the oh. the on on if there's anything else on here. I think the same thing that you read. Yep. All right, so this guy is that phase three IPA through and through. You got mm. the tropical fruits. You got almost galaxy, like I think almost certainly. Oh, it has kind of this full body. It almost has like a um, like sorbet, like a mango sorbet type flavor yeah. to it. So there's this little like creaminess in there as well. A lot of mango, a little papaya. Uh, really digging in on those tropical flavors. Not really much else out from that. A little <laughs> bit of pith. Uh, a, a decent malt body, though. Um, sort of underneath it, a uh, kind of like a little bit of a toffee or caramel mm-hmm. note. Yeah, there's a nice malt to back it up, but really, the the hopping is stealing the show. This is well put together. Yeah, the um, the hop feels nice and sticky, sort of like a like a hop. Mm-hmm. Cone, it has that um, that freshness, right? Um, this is very good. I mean, I don't know if it ruins, it ruins my expectations for other IPAs, but it's definitely a good beer. You have any predictions for twenty seventeen? Um, no, no, I got, I got nothing, got nothing. But funny predictions, joke predictions. <laughs> like <laughs> what uh, about you? there'll be a revolt for the cloudy Northeast IPA and crystal beers will be the new <sighs> thing. They're gonna be making clear beers out of Crystal Pepsi. Mm. Can you can it be done? Yeah, they do it now. It's called Zima and the like Well but I mean like can you make a, a flavorful oh, beer? beer? Take the color out? Take the colour out. It's a good question. I don't know. Probably not. There there might be a process whereby you could do it, but... Take just, just the color out and not the goodies. Yeah. Needs. Not not the melanoid and stuff that comes with the color and... Yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really know for predictions. I thought it'd be cool to put together, like... I probably should have done some homework on this. Put together, like, a series of predictions. Mm. Relatively easy ones. And then kind of compare them at the end of the year. But, I, I mean... And I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know where the industry is going to go from here. It's... I think it's still going to grow this year. Oh, I think I it's mean, going to grow. I mean, I think we're still going to see healthy growth this year. I don't think we're going to see too much change from, I don't think it's going to look too much different from 2016. I think we're going to see, <laughs> those are famous last words. <laughs> and they are, but, I mean, you're going to see some growth. I think maybe breweries and planning you might see it droop a little bit. I think, you know, kind of going through that wave and people might feel that there's not as much opportunity in starting a new brewery mm-hmm. now as they did a couple of years ago. Um, probably, I would say, less major purchases than 2016, but that could easily go the other way too. Yeah, I'd, I would wait for, like, the fiscal year to be over before, we, you know... And see what happens when when new fiscal year starts because that's when well, that all this new money, money gets available. Depends on the company and when the fiscal year starts. You mean the, NBA, the Bush's fiscal year or just? Yeah, I mean you know the because the standard fiscal year is. I mean, I I don't <clears> think <throat> much happens in January ever. Right, it's just it's just not a not a time when a whole lot happens. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, February is still cold in the United States, at least. So you're saying it kind of goes with the home buying seasons? Yeah, I think so. You know, and in general, like the, I think that April is when you know the fiscal year starts for a lot of companies. Not every company, but a lot of the big ones mm-hmm. tie themselves into the U.S. tax year. So, I see. We'll see. That's my prediction. You you won't see a lot of stuff happen before April. Okay. Um, if I think of any more as we go, but uh, it'll it's. It's interesting. Craft beer is way different from what yeah. it was a couple of years ago, like five, ten years ago, for sure. Um, I haven't been paying much attention, but um, is Goza still as popular, or is it starting to, to fade away? Are we starting uh, to see more barrel-aging places get more mature enough to, to produce things? I think we are seeing... Yeah, I mean, so the, like the barrel aging trend, I, I don't think that is going to decline at all. Mm-hmm. And as you and I know, it takes some time to gain the maturity to be putting out really good product mm-hmm. from your barrel seller. I mean, for most breweries, you're going to see more come of age, get to that point where they start gaining attention because they've turned the corner. Like Drylog did last year. Yeah, right? and Nick Dressing is telling me one. about Dancing Gnome. He says, yes, they're good. So I have to try them. Mm-hmm. I've had some good stuff and some not good stuff from them. Okay, um, but they're brand new. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a couple months old. I'm not going to give, render my right. opinion on dancing gnome for like at least two years. So there's definitely a lot more options here in Pittsburgh for sure than, than there ever were. Right. Um, you asked about gozes. I no. I think there's still a lot of room for kettle souring. Mm-hmm. I think we might see an overextension of sour things and actually kind of a a backlash to a market it. retreat from that sort of thing. I think thing. I think you could see a retreat or a backlash from that. I mean I'm not gonna be the one leading it. I generally think that, you know, the more complex, lower alcohol and lower price point of, of kettle souring is often what I'm looking for. But I wouldn't want the whole market to be that. But I could definitely see I mean I I, I think twenty seventeen you're gonna see more kettle sours and then maybe in the near future after that, you're going to see them kind of walk it back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking about other things. I mean, there was a time when everybody, everybody had a Vienna lager. That's, you know, that, that's not... Did they? I Everyone I had an think... amber ale. Is that what you're yeah, thinking of? maybe. <laughs> but... Um... I think you're thinking of amber ales. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that that was, that was a different thing I'm thinking of. Yeah. But, no, I mean, everyone had some sort of multi... Or, or at least was trying something along those lines. Um, and that kind of... That trend went away. Maybe I'm wrong with that, but... I seem to remember something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, so... Why don't we go to... That was to, the uh, pernicious from Wicked Weed. That yes. was delicious. Why don't we go to this one? Okay. So, <clears throat> this is from Aeronaut. Aeronaut Brewing Company. This is, I guess they're two years old. This is their two years with Dr. Nandu. Uh, they have a beer called Sessions with Dr. Nandu. Uh, it's their session ale. And when, they, when they, uh, they had their first year, they had a year with Dr. Nandu, and they, they turned it into an IPA. This is a double IPA made with I like where necessary. this is going in about five years. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a whiskey. So I was hoping to find, because I don't know if I, if, I, if I have one, I was hoping to find a New England style IPA. Like a <laughs> muddy, big, hell. muddy thing. Um, you know, the closest, I got this Lord Hobo, which might be something like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, over the holidays, um, Jason from Maryland, right, he sent us a picture of one of his homebrews, which is a New England style mm-hmm. IPA and i forget what he said in His, but I replied to him I'm like no that's not that's eggnog <laughs> this has this is hazier than uh than yeah it's ha- but now, so. but it's it's not it's not this like orange juice like yeah op- opacity so this is 7.5% occupied volume uh i don't know you know anything about this company uh this was 1229 so this is oh, yeah this is fresh uh. <laughs> smell. I mean, it has a really yeah. nice hop aroma. It's it's kind. I'm trying to figure out what it is. There's a little bit of berry. There's a little bit of vanilla. It's you so know, that might be um, Motuica. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, that's that's my. If I'm smelling vanilla, I'm thinking Motuica. Yeah. But there's a lot of malt here. I mean, you get seven point five. So there's you know, mm-hmm. who knows what they put in there. This is brewed once, this is a limited edition So I don't know how often you're going to be able to find this Yeah, but... do you smell strawberries? No, I smell mango though Mango, okay And papaya i probably getting papaya, I'm not getting so much mango I'm kind of getting like a Creamy strawberry Maybe I kind of get on the flavor a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot going on in that. Um, huh. It's, it's kind of dank <laughs> in, in a way that I haven't had a, a dank mm-hmm. feeling yet. It's like. Yeah, there's. Uh... It might be a Motueca dank. I don't know. Just <laughs> yeah, such... I mean, there's, it, it might be like an <clears throat> intense amount of some hop that's kind of getting a little herbal or mm-hmm. a little, you know, um, vegetal. It has that kind of fruity berry type flavor for me still. Okay, so a year with Dr. Nandu, I'm looking at their website now. Uh, they don't have anything, you know, about this one, but a mm-hmm. year says an IPA with Centennial and Mosaic. So mm-hmm. if it's the same recipe which is what I think it is based on this bigger yeah. description, then so this is centenum, but just centenum mosaics so and not any of those other ones. That's that's interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not flavors you really expect to get from either of those hops. Let's see if I can move. There's some press here. Let's see if I can find something about it. Boston Magazine, How Motu Out, Aeronaut Will Change Craft Beer Forever. (laughs) Okay. What? They're in Somerville, Massachusetts. They're three MIT graduate students and one Yaley are merging science, agriculture, and beer. So, (laughs) they're not. It's just they're getting this. Give them this coloring book. Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) Greg got the coloring book for, what's it? What's the title? the coloring book for the super intelligent which is uh, you know a joke because um, I'm not but my sister got it for me um, in the sense because she what, what what happened was when I I used to draw stuff with when Ava was really young and we would draw together and I would draw like crazy stuff and like she'd, why are you making the sun purple I was Like oh, it feels like a fun thing to do and so and this is sort of an extension yeah, of that where right. it's just these weird like abstract shapes and stuff instead of an actual like right Pictures and then, like, you just, just color them however you want, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I mean, she got it as a joke, obviously, but I, I, a joke that I got, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get the joke, I think it's yeah. a funny joke. No, I think so. it's a cool coloring book, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine you ever take the time to color in it. No, no, I, I mean, if you know, if your kids were still up and they were doing some coloring, I would make pull out and be like, <laughs> let me color with you, but it, it, it's a, it's a funny concept that. It, in the same sense yeah so the two years with Dr. Nandu from Aeronaut Brewing, we're drinking this now it has these so we didn't talk about the malt at all, there's a reasonable Mm. malt there too, I mean it's kind of supporting it, it's in all hops and water it gives it a nice um, moderate kind of breadiness and you know a, a sweetness that balances the bitterness that's in this beer so it doesn't really finish, kind of doesn't finish puckering or anything like that for me. I'm just briefly like breezing through this article, to see if there's anything interesting. Um, they uh, they talk about their prize piece of equipment at this brewery, which is an autoclave, uh, which is uh, basically it's a uh, it's a pressure chamber. Yeah. Um, but it's used for uh, sterilization procedures and other things they're using it for yeast production they're producing their own yeasts instead of buying yeasts okay. so that's interesting I don't know whether that means <coughs> much in this case but I mean the other claim is to sterilize <coughs> the yeast production stuff right mm-hmm. I mean... but they're using it for uh, helps them cultivate thousands of different yeast strains for single recipe series huh well that's ambitious, I guess. Thousands? Thousands of yeast strains. I mean, if you are gonna do a little see you know, you can do very small batch like in in beakers you can do little things and just see how Certain beers ferment for Matt and if if you're doing oh, right, but they've only been around for two years. That's only six hundred and some days, and they've made thousands of East. Well, maybe, maybe they just maybe they're doing these little things, and they're looking for like they, they do ten, and then okay, this Could one be. looks like the right one. Let's let's continue this this one on, and just see what you this one makes. I can see that that you know they do or thousands potentially cause... thousands maybe. Yeah. All right. You want to do the porter? Take a little IPA break? Or you're still working, on, still the working on this one, so yeah, I do want to take an IPA break. <laughs> so we should, um, just turn me up, then. Turn you up. Turn more monitor. Hey! Do you shop? Do you have... Here's, here's the big question. Do you have, uh, um... <laughs> a computer? Or a phone? With data. Yes, that's the first requirement. Do you have disposable income? I'm guessing you do because you're listening to the show about two geeks drinking beer and drinking it. And so you probably do. Uh, do you want to spend that money? I'm guessing you probably do because you're listening to this show about people drinking beer. <laughs> I'm not sure I draw the correlation. Uh, I mean, I don't think poor people are really, you know, people who have no disposable income are listening <laughs> to this show. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. I just—it just doesn't seem like a thing that's good. You one percenter, you? <laughs> not. You don't have to be one Or to not be poor. <laughs> um. So yes, Greg, I have some disposable income, and I like to shop, and I like to do it online, so I don't have to leave my house. Wow, you're the perfect for this. And and <laughs> I like to do. I like not paying for shipping. Um. You, you're just selling it for you. are Doing all the work cool because here's the thing yeah uh do you like this show i mean you're on it so i think you do. <laughs> it has its moments if you really like the show and you want to help support it uh then you can go to craftyradiocom slash amazon yes yeah and that takes you directly to amazon.com and then you can just go to amazon and hey do i have a prime you. membership already oh then you're not exactly there. well i mean hey you're still getting stuff well, no. I mean, I already have a Prime membership, so it's not going to cost me anything. Okay, yeah, good to get do it that. shipped to do that. So I'm going go to go craftyradio.com/slash/amazon mm-hmm. and buy like eighty thousand dollars worth of stuff. And it, that's okay. You have a lot more expensive income than I thought. One percent, man. <laughs> and so eighty thousand dollars. I buy eighty thousand dollars worth of stuff. They charge me eighty thousand dollars. Doesn't cost me a penny more. And why should I? What do you get out of this? Oh, uh, so it's, basically, we get some extra money, uh, even though, like you said, it doesn't cost you a penny more. We, it's just uh, going to Amazon, but some of that money gets given to us because you went to our site first. Nice. Yeah. Every time I go to shop at Amazon, I should go to Crafty Radio channel Every single time. Just to start, and then boom. Yeah. The magic happens. The magic happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easy. Simple. Really easy. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, good. Do it. I'll do that. Thanks. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta work on our improv. Yes. <laughs> I should have yes-handed you. It's okay, we need... It's practice, practice, practice. Yep. Eventually we'll get really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Another 30 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I think Kill we... know it. You know, we've been doing this show for almost 12 years now. I think we've gotten decent at doing doing the show. So if we keep doing the, the commercial for 12 years, we'll agree. There we get. go, yeah. Just 12 years, man, that's all it takes. Okay, so Porter. We're going to break up the Hop Fest with the little Porter here. Bentwater Brewing Company... Jolene do, 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 Jolene uh, She just might leave you aching uh, 5.4% alcohol volume with 36 IBU that's actually on the yeah that, that is uh, you know part of the label or at least the part of there alright she just might leave you aching which I, 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 that's maybe not good for a beer well <laughs> <laughs> no. It happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Even it, to the best of us sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, like, if they don't have congeners, they probably wouldn't leave you aching. But... Canned on 1130. So, yeah, pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. Bent, brewed and stewed by Bentwater Brewing Company, Ooh. Lynn, in Massachusetts. So the color is very, very dark, with the barest of brown highlights as they hold up to a light. It's got a tan head, about a half finger's worth. The smell's acrid and a little like uh marshmallow-y like uh... oh marshmallow's nice call yeah the aroma for me there's a little bit of um acrid like ashiness but followed right behind that is kind of this big baker's chocolate like Mm -hmm. roasty cocoa-y and it it smells like it's going to be a full-bodied stout. I mean, the aroma was... Actually, the second sniff really wasn't that accurate. I didn't notice it. You know, maybe it was a transition thing. It smells delicious. Now i getting the coffee. I think there is coffee in here. Well, they say she delivered notes. Notes of coffee. Yeah, I think it's straight up Porter. As far as I can tell. There's a descriptor on the side that I've never used, reporter. So I'm really yeah, curious. Did you catch that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I guess you know it's not fair to leave the kids mm. in the dark. We're going to be looking for cashew in the flavor. First sip. Not quite, but I can sort of see where they're going with it. I could, yeah. I mean, I when I read it, I'm like, hey, I think. You know, cashew is an interesting mm-hmm. nut to use to describe flavors. It's a kind of a little buttery or waxy or something mm-hmm. like that. Not a true nut; it's a fruit. Yeah. Um, you know, most most or a lot of nuts that we call nuts aren't just like berries aren't necessarily berries. But it's um, it has yeah, like you said, waxy and a little bit of a of a. More like peanut, so it's a little buttery note that goes through it too, uh, and it, it so it doesn't feel dry and oily like a walnut necessarily. Right. Yeah. This is a good porter. This is a good show. <laughs> we're killing it tonight. <laughs> well, we're not. I mean, well, that's, well, this is the first law of crafty radio: the right? better the beer is, the better the show, right? The, the better the we believe the show is. No, 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 that's, the stronger the beer is, the better we think the show is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the second law. We have to get these codified, because I don't know whether these laws are, re- yeah. we haven't talked about them in a while, but. No. So the first law, as Jeff said, the first law of Crafty Radio is the better the beer is better the show. Which, or at least, better the beer. I mean, what it means is we have things to talk about, we have fun. Yes. And we think the show is good, mm-hmm. and we think that carries through yes. to the listener. The second one is a fun twist on the first law, which is the stronger the beers, the better we think the show is. Right. And the third law is uh the idea of a pumpkin beer is always better than the actuality of a pumpkin beer. Right. And that's not saying pumpkin beers suck. It's saying they sound amazing. The idea of a pumpkin beer until you've been burned a thousand times, like we have. Mm. But at the beginning it's like pumpkin beer, that sounds delicious. Yeah. At this point, I mean, it no, it no longer co- it, no, it no longer conjures ideas of deliciousness in me. So, uh, so if you yeah, wouldn't have been burned as many times as we have. The idea of a pumpkin beer, the idea of a spice beer in general, to me, <laughs> yeah. is normally a turnoff. But I mean, at the beginning, I was like, that sounds like that's supposed to be yeah. delicious, and they never are. Yeah. So really, the the third beer is is not a law of craft beer radio anymore. It's a law of beer that we've kind of <laughs> been able to pull out. We coined it, so... It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Corollary to the third law, we know oh, I'm like smelling God. a nuttiness on this thing now. This and, is really good. And I'll be damned if cashews aren't a good mm-hmm. nut to describe that. It's, it, it's like you said, it's one I never would have pulled out, probably, or at least, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine I would have... But it's a decent to, to good description. But the thing is, think <sighs> about all the times you've had, like, nut brown ales, mm-hmm. and talked about nuttiness, and now try to say, was that cashewy? I mean, they tend to th- like, hazelnut. I think that I've missed, misdescribed many beers. I think that now that they told me about cashew flavor, I'm going to start You're using it. You're thinking that with this beer in your head, So, I'm thinking back to, like, a lot of brown ales. I don't know. I mean, you could be right, right? It's that palate drift thing. And the relativity of, you know, how you're tasting things now and how that affects the way you remember things. Remember that memories are not the static things that uh, we keep. They are static, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great porter. Mm -hmm. You know, how does this compare to some of the great American porters i think it's right up there it's it's pretty close it it's it, if not right up there it, it's got um a, a good astringency to it what you know you look for in a porter so it definitely this is not a stout this is a porter right um it's it's, it's drinkable it's it's like not there's no real gimmick going mm-hmm. on It's just solid old-fashioned porter you know um it's up there with edmund and Sierra nevada porter i'm trying to think who else I mean, yeah. is a little, I think, drier, and um, I think I like this better than Edmond. Edmond is a little, a little hoppier, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, Sierra Nevada is a great porter. It is. Yeah. Uh, Deschutes makes a really mm-hmm. good porter. Yeah, that one's hoppier too, right? Mm-hmm. If you want a little more focus on the malt, I think this one kills it. This is the Bentwater Jolene, and it's very, very fresh. Yeah. Fresh beer is good beer, yeah. or I don't know how I would describe this because I, without overgeneralizing in in the wrong direction either way, mm-hmm. fresh beer is in general going to be the better option. Fresh beer is for... not going to taste like stale beer. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> in any case, <laughs> fresh beer is most likely not going to taste like stale beer. Yeah, we haven't talked about the glasses yet. Oh, yes, we need to talk about that. So, long-time listeners of this show, even short-time listeners probably know that we have the official beer glass of Craft Beer Radio, which is the Spiegelau Beer Tulip. There's mm-hmm. what they used to call the Spiegelau Beer Tulip. It is a great beer glass mm-hmm. for evaluating beer. <coughs> we have a link. I have to make sure all those store links on our website are still working. Because apparently Spiegelau has put out a new glass. Was the barrel aged beer glass, yeah. and it's different from this one. It's bigger, uh, a little bit taller. And a listener, Greg, was trying to find our glass, and I, I haven't had time to go and double check his research. But he says like they were going for like fifty bucks a glass now. Yeah. Since we got a closet full of them, we should <laughs> get them up on eBay. But uh, we'll probably get the new glasses and the new glasses. Look a little bit taller. They have, uh, instead of a curvy side, they have more of a straighted slant side. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to try them. I want to see if we can tell the difference. And if there's like a, if they're as good or better. We have tried like the stout glass. We tried the IPA glass. We find them to be good glasses. Oh, they are. I mean, when I'm drinking a glass and not critically analyzing it, and it's an IPA, I grab Mm -hmm. the IPA glass. I grab the stout glass for stouts. Mm -hmm. When we're doing this show, we have two problems with that. Since we generally split a container, yeah, drinking six ounces of IPA in the IPA glass doesn't make sense. Those things are made for a twelve ounce pour, and then servicing the beer because of that lip and the refreshing action of pouring it mm-hmm. over that lip, you know, it refreshes the beer as you drink it. So, both those glasses are designed for starting full, and then keeping the beer alive towards the end yeah and since we're starting with a half pour it doesn't work well for us where the Spiegel beer tulips that we've used i'm kind of called the beer tulip because that was the most recent name that i'm familiar with they used to call them the pilsner glasses but yeah. they're not these tall skinny flutes right <laughs> they're a, uh, a snifter of sorts or a tulip of sorts um this one even with a half-pour, we're able to get in there and get our noses close enough to the mm-hmm. beer to get great aroma. Thin glass, you can cup your hands around it. It's great for tasting beer. It's a catch-all glass that works in, It works for everything. Like the IPA glass, yeah. I don't know if the IPA glass is going to be good for oh, uh, yeah. a big stout. Uh, and you're having a whole bunch of glasses to, to, to around, that mm-hmm. just makes it worse for you because you have to watch them at the end and all the <laughs> other stuff. Right. But we're going to try this new barrel-aged beer glass. It looks like it might be a revision mm-hmm. on the kind of glass we want for tasting. Yeah. So we will definitely give it a try. And we'll be honest, like we always are. I mean, there's Spielberg glasses. They're good glasses. Oh, the 10 you know, these are typically $10 a glass yeah. and they're worth it. You know, if yeah. you want a good beer glass, You know, spend the money. Get the $10 um, Spiegelo. Absolutely. Especially if you want to take... I mean, I really do think that with these glasses, especially with the thinness and and the way it's sort of tapered, Mm -hmm. that helps you be able to get these nuances. I mean, there's so many great things about it. It's good crystal. The thinness... The laser cut lip you know, mm-hmm. just because that nice sharp lip makes a difference, I mean and we're so showing for the product things. that we are not at <laughs> all related to we've tried unless you go on craftyradio dot com slash amazon, yeah, yeah, right, I maybe mean, we buy them there we've tried like to, hey, maybe you want to sponsor us, and you know they never do uh because we don't We cer obviously wouldn't be sponsored by anybody uh who's, who makes beer who makes beer, but I um, would have no no yeah, I wouldn't have <laughs> qualms with it, but just so you know we're not like we're not being paid to <laughs> no. to to uh, spooge all over this class, We're just doing it because we love it. So, next. Next. Uh, oh, I see a silver can, so which one so, do you want to do? So, uh, let's do the one hop. Okay. One oh. hop this time. Oh, they're talking about the cha-cha slide. The that stupid wedding song, the cha-cha slide. I uh, um One hop this time. Doot, doot, do. Charlie Brown. Oh, really? Is that what it is? Well, I mean, it, it's a takeoff off that. Uh, yeah, I, the thing that was in my mind was uh, both sides. was like, for some reason, this on both sides now. Uh, <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but to but, me, it sounds like they're making fun or playing off of the cha-cha slide. The cha-cha slide. So this is uh, One Hop This Time from Night Owl, which I forget whether we, we like them or not. Oh, uh, no, so. <laughs> <laughs> Night Shift Brewing. Night Shift. Which their logo yeah. is a Hoppy Connell yeah. thing. I, I, I mean, I remember them. I remember, yeah, I remember, I remember them. I thought we liked them. But... Okay, good. Oh, I... look at that. Hey, New England IPA. Yeah. It's, so this it's is muddy. uh This is just using Azaka. Now, Azaka, for those of you who don't remember, and I didn't, so I'd, I'd look it up. Uh, Azaka is uh, a. One of the Phase 3 hops, it's a combination or Grandmother, Northern Brewer, and Summit, but then Toyo Midri and ADHA 94, if you want to look up and get into the all, all the stuff about it. But it's basically Tropical, Mango, that kind of thing. Oof. Okay, so this is, like Jeff said, muddy looking. It's it's kind of actually, it looks, it looks like a Muddy Pilsner, because of how... Uh, what color it is. It, I mean, look at that. It's a straw yellow. Yeah. All right, so... Yeah, so there's... That's green, right, on the smell? It's green. It's like a coriander thing. Yeah. But it, it doesn't smell like a beer. but it's like this, like... Yeah. Coriander thing. Oh. <laughs> <One> on <this. laughs> okay, that's, that, that's for sure what they're talking about. Yeah, so, actually, so this is 1226 when this was made, so this is really fresh. <laughs> wow, you got some... Yeah. Uh, this is, and it says here, Azaka, because they, they have the, uh, the hop is on the bottom of the can printed there. It's Azaka. There's a uh, white pepper or some kind of pepperiness in the aroma. That's, that's interesting. Yeah the, yeah, the aroma, the nose on this guy is, like, bonkers. So something, at first it was coriander, now I'm leaning towards, like... Grains of paradise, or white pepper, or oh, yeah, red of red pepper, maybe. Interesting, like red you know the red peppercorns. Hmm. Are you mean the pink? You mean pink? It's yeah, like pink peppercorns. Or something a little oniony or dorian, like deep in the nose. Trying to get there. Spiciness carries through in the flavor oh, yeah. too. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's like a peppercorny, like burn, like a zing on your tongue. That's interesting because they're clearly trying to highlight the hop. There's not a huge amount of malt here. It's kind of salty and crackery in terms mm-hmm. of the malt, but there's enough oh, yeah. to to at least give a platform. <laughs> Excuse me, and um. The hop it has a lot of really interesting character to it. Oh yeah, yeah, that that spicy thing's the kind of the core of what I'm getting, but offshoots of that, there's a little bit of like um, call me crazy. Let me say daffodil. daffodil. For some reason, I'm thinking like the like a daffodil flower like smell. I'm not even. I mean, I just don't know. Daffodils. I don't know where that came from, but you know, it just it conjured an image of daffodils. Yeah. So I'm thinking of like flowers that I know yeah. for sure what the aromas are: lavender. Uh, yeah, and I don't know why dandelion. It's just one of the you know, an image is conjured, okay. yeah. right? Yeah, and for some reason it was daffodils. I'm, I'm with you. I just, I, I, you know, yeah. I I can't confirm it because I don't know. I I, I have right. no um no experience really smelling daffodils. Rose, I can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a general potpourri. That's not. None of these are. Maybe dandelion is kind of similar. It is sort of a grassy, yeah, yeah maybe. thing. But that's not. I don't know what daffodils smell like. Interesting. yeah that's, it, it, the spiciness is is very apparent. It kind of just kind of lingers around the yeah. edges too. There was no pepper corns added to this thing. As far as I know, I have no do, idea. Right? As okay. far as I know, no. You wouldn't think so. You'd think the single hop beer would be focusing on single hop beers. But yeah, there's a big spiciness there. It's really, really fascinating. That kind of is the main cornerstone of of this beer. It's for for a single hop sort of experiment. It's really drinkable and interesting. There's a mm-hmm. lot to explore. There's a lot of passion fruit. I'm getting yeah. lots of passion fruit now as I'm getting <clears throat> kind of getting past that spiciness. A lot of good texture to it. Uh, mm-hmm. The you know the, it it's muddy and hazy and that co- sort of comes through. It has a has a uh, I wouldn't say totally crunchy, but it does have a like a <laughs> <laughs> this beer is crunchy. It has, it has a, a texture that feels somewhat gritty. Yeah, a little bit. Even if it's like, well, you know, lupulin can mm-hmm. kind of be gritty, right? right? When you have a super like, fresh hot beer or something mm-hmm. like that. This but, is very fresh. Um. Yeah, I guess I can kind of see some of that lupulin-like scratchy grit on the tongue a little bit. It's a very fine grit. You mm-hmm. know, Think oh, of yeah. like a 100-grit sandpaper yeah it's um yeah like what like when you have a hop in your mouth, you can mm-hmm. sort of feel yeah. like it's uh, it tingly mm-hmm. a bit. they have good beer in Boston, <laughs> or at least when it's very fresh, huh this um also tastes very clean. Like mm-hmm. this to me is like tastes brew gentlemanly in terms of like the yeah. the cleanness of the quality of the flavours I'm getting on the, individual, on the sort of distinct notes. That's the thing that I noticed about brew gentleman. I can really sort of right. I can feel the, the chords they're playing. And mm-hmm. it feels like they're they're getting these distinct notes. And this one feels like that. <clears throat> no, I think the the quality of every beer we had tonight mm-hmm. is national level quality top-notch stuff right there's no slouches that would be a hard one to rank for sure oh yeah i mean you know, there's often shows where we have beers where we'll find good things in them mm-hmm. but you know they're also eh, eh, you know these are all like laser focused spot-on yeah clean well, well I mean, put together beers the aeronaut was more sort of interesting than it was like spot-on high level but so good, so very good. I, but I like, I think the other ones have been all like, yeah, really high quality stuff. All right, Lord Hobo Brewing Company, so they presents Consolation Prize. The last time we had Lord Hobo was Boom Sauce, uh, which was sort of a New England style, you know, big IPA. With uh, phase three stuff going on. So let's just do consolation price. A double IPA. hmm Wait, up here's clear. What the hell? What? I want money back. <laughs> so is there a uh, date on this one? Um, I don't see one, so I mean, the like I said, the dates were were in the on the shelf if they weren't on there, so everything was within within a two month area. Yeah, this one has no info about the beer on it, just that it's nine and a half percent ABV, and they're from Woburn, Massachusetts. There's a sort of can label here, but yeah, that's from Ball. Yeah. That's has nothing to do with the packaging. It's from the hills of Folger Massachusetts. Oh, not from the regular, not from the flats. From the flats right? <laughs> gotcha. All right. So the aroma on this guy is it's, it's hoppy. Imagine <coughs> that double IPA from Lord Hobo. It's a it's a little danker. It's another one it's like I think the aeronaut was like this where it was sort of it's amberish but not like okay. super amberish. Pretty clear. Yeah. So this one has more of that Simcoe type aroma to it than the other ones does, you know, it's it's a little more dank, a little bit of that sulfuriness is coming through. I think there's probably a little bit of passion fruit in there too. But, you know, for me, on the aroma alone, you know, it is definitely one of those a little bit more, you know, it definitely doesn't feel tro- smell tropical. The first thing I smell was patchy but then, as as you say, I sort of dig into it and I can smell some more, some of the danker stuff. Flavor, it kind of comes across definitely, it's sweet up front. Mm-hmm. Flowery, um, like a, like buttercups or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm picking out. I'm on a flower mood today. You know, like I'm getting this thing that's kind of. Um, how do I put that? So uh, the only link I have to it is, is this rate beer. I mean, I I chose randomly mm-hmm. from from the sites and I got a rate, rate beer link. The commercial description: Hoppy ale, big juice hops, hints of stone fruit. That led me into try to find if there, were, if that sweetness really was a hit to stone fruit. I don't know, not really. Yeah, I mean, try to, you know, like a really sweet um, apricot, tangerine, tangerine maybe? Like a really ripe sweet tangerine? Okay, yes, yeah, I can see that. Um, this well, way, no. you know, when you say hits of stone fruit, you think of the little, the more bitter and tart parts. You don't think of one that, you know, tomorrow you're going to have to throw out because it's getting moldy, you know, where. When I hear the stone fruit, I think of like plums and, uh, oh. and no, I think apricots and tangerines and, and those are stone fruit. Sure they are. Are they? Yeah. I mean, stone fruit was when it had the central stone, yeah, like a. Apricot or a. like a peach yeah Yeah. or tangerine why am I thinking tangerine is more like an orange am I I the one that's messing up here (laughs) no tangerines are like a peach something blend right let's see yeah isn't tangerine and orange combined (laughs) oh okay that's not what I'm talking about Mm. I'm using the wrong word. Okay. Um what's like a peach but not a peach? What's not a what's a peach but not a peach? Oh, that's, that's a That's deep. Real deep question. Like the, it doesn't have the free skin. It what is that fruit? fruit uh fruit. Or nectarine. Nectarine. That's the fruit. <laughs> that's the fruit I was many meaning mm. to say. Let's go back and replace okay. tangerine with nectarine. Okay. Okay. Uh not really that familiar with nectarines actually. I don't know that I've had a lot of those. <coughs> I mean, I've had them before, uh-huh. but it's not like So most ripe nectarines, really firm. Kind of a bitterness in there, a tartness to them. But you know, I've had ones that are a day from being moldy and they're sweeter and softer, you know, really juicy. And pizzas go the same way mm-hmm. too. But for, I'm thinking of those really ripe nectarines okay. as kind of the stone fruit that I'm getting here, if anything. I think it, it, it's like, I think stone fruit is, is a distraction um, from what's going on here. Which, again, is scratchy. I think there's, there's that scratchiness mm-hmm. the or, or or the texture and the grittiness that they talked about. This feels more scratchy than a gritty, weirdly. I think that... Like I normally describe that blue and stuff as scratchy. It, it right. feels more like it's scratching my throat, whereas the last one felt gritty on the tongue, but not like it was scratching the throat. That's why so, I, so one, one thing I, I like about this is that it's kind of playing in both games, the Generation 2, Phase 2, yeah. and, and Phase 3 IPAs. It's a little it's, dank, but not too dank. Well, right, but it's delicately used... Like Simcoe type notes, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're getting, it's not just another boring tropical um, cornucopia, you know, filled with passion fruits and mangoes and things like that. It has that dank undertone to it, but it's really not. To me, it's not distinct. To me, it's not like it's not oniony. It's not durian. It's not. It's, it doesn't go anywhere that nearly, nearly that far. It doesn't hit those super dank notes. It's just hmm. sort of picking up on some of those Simcoe qualities without ever hitting those real right. tiny notes. Those big solos. Almost notes. like a a Chivey Orange, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. I I I buy that. Um, it's a little less clean. I'm sort of sort forced to compare it to the last one, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's a little less clean and a little more scratchy. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's still good. It's it's got good flavors to it, but it doesn't feel as composed as the last one did. Weirdly, which is just one hop, right? I mean, right. It it shows what Azaka can do, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And now the impossible task. Wow putting these things in order of preference. <laughs> um, remember we get two a year. No, I am going to rank them. I, I I don't need the I don't need a pass this year. I think I'm going to put The Lord Hobo in last place. And I like The Spear quite a bit. That's just one of those shows. The reason it's in last place is I think I just found the bouquet of the hops just slightly less intriguing as I did the okay. other hoppy beers tonight. I think on another show, this guy <sighs> could have done very well. Mm-hmm. Hard luck loser for sure. There's there's a lot of really good beer tonight. This is this is it, this is awesome. very. I mean. I think I have my last two down, and then the rest. <laughs> I, I Maybe I have my last. No, not really. No. Oh, wow. I don't know. All right. Let me go through mine. You can, okay. Maybe I can influence Yes. Please. You. Please. All right. So then I'm going to put The Aeronaut, The Two Years of Dr. Nandu. This one I thought was really interesting with those berry type qualities to it. But again, other beers, better. Yeah, agreed. Number three. Well, this will be number four. Four. Yes, number four. The other number three. The new number the three. The new number three. That's that's the trend. We'll see in twenty seven. Number four will be the new number three. <laughs> This is where it gets tough because we have a porter. I know where I know how I want to rank all the hoppy beers. Now I got to figure out where I sprinkle in the porter and the pills. That's the hard part. Um. So, like, this is my favorite hoppy beer mm-hmm. of the night, mm-hmm. and I think I it was agree. better than my favorite porter. It's better than the pills. Let's go with that. So I'm going to put the one hop this time in fourth place. Um, kudos for like taking a single hop beer and making it really freaking <sighs> interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming they didn't add any kind of spice or peppercorns to it, but it had some really deep flavors in there. If you can get this beer, check this guy out because... It will do two things. It'll give you a master class on Azaka, but also change your opinion of the complexity capable in a single hot beer, I think. I'm gonna put the Jolene, the porter from Bend Water in third place. This is a really good porter. Um Trying to think how it compares to other, like, you know, classic American porters, and it's it's at the top. It's up there with, you know, it's probably better than um, Black, Boot from, Black Butte from the Chutes, probably better than Great Lakes Edmund Fitzgerald, which I call a world-class example of the mm-hmm. style. This one just worked for me. I liked how it was less hoppy, had those really interesting nutty flavors in with the porter, and it gave you a new descriptor at the same time. Yeah, I mean, That first sip seemed a little acrid and ashy, but after that first sip, I didn't yeah. notice that part at all. I'm going to put the Hera Pills in second place. That beer was delicious. I love the mold character on that. The hops are playing a second fiddle to it, but nice supporting role. Really good pills. And this Pernicious from Wicked Weed, the only non-Massachusetts beer tonight. Um, I see why this thing won a a silver out of like 600 entries at the GABF. Mm -hmm. That was really well put together. Mm -hmm. It's going to take top place for me. Okay, so my ranking... Um, it it goes without saying that there, anybody who's not there, there are no, they're all hard luck losers in a sense because they're <laughs> yeah. all there's nothing I disliked. Yeah, they were all delicious. Yeah, get them all, try them all. Uh, the aeronaut was the closest to a beer that I disliked. In yeah. the closest thing that that came, like oh, like it took me a while to, it took me a few more than a few sips to be like, um. Okay, I get it. But that's it. It wasn't like... It wasn't any more than a few sets before I understood where mm-hmm. it was going. But it... it I don't know. It, it. It's really good. It's really good, but it's sixth place in this show. Uh, and uh, in fifth place to me is Lord Hobo for me. Um, just because I think these are the, like, the least clean, the least kind of... Uh, the, the ones that... For some reason, this is the the attribute I'm picking out. Is like the, but it's not going to go through all the way. For for these two, they didn't feel as clean as the other two, as the other stuff, but they still felt really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in fourth place, I'm going to put the Hera. Um, I I think it's excellent. Uh, a really good pilsner that just, for whatever reason, got overshadowed by the other stuff uh, tonight. And I would recommend that heartily as a great logger, a great pilsner that you can check out and um, enjoy a lot. Uh, in third place, I'm going to put the Night Shift to Zaka. Um, just... Um, one of the best examples of a single hop thing that I've ever had. Uh, I mean, it, it elevated yeah. your expectations of what a single hop is mm-hmm. possible of. It was... Yeah, that pepperiness. It was just... And that made, that was a Zyaka. But, you know, now I want... If a brewer's going to do a single hop, I want them to make it pop. I want them yeah. to make it surprise me. Yeah, that was... Not what I expect out of a single hop. And, and that, because you can clearly see, there. here's what the malt's doing. It's providing a platform. Here's what the hop's doing. It's giving you this amazing bouquet of, of stuff. Like five different things. Yeah. Um, maybe a Zaka needs to be alone, because <laughs> it, if you it do this much, then maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe other stuff's going to interfere with it. Um, in second place, you could put the Bent Water. Uh, just an f- exceptionally great porter, like like you said, like a, a top notch, mm-hmm. literally one of the better porters I've ever had. So check it out. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Wicked Weed. As much as I disliked their sort of marketing <laughs> thing, uh, that didn't count against it in terms of of what it was able to do, uh, and. It, it wins the night, uh, and the beer spent two days in my backpack because I forgot to take it out of my backpack for two whole days. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, it you know deserves its its medal for sure. That was a that was an awesome awesome beer. That was a wow. That was a great show. That was an awesome show. Thank you, Greg, for picking out some amazing beers from the New England area. Hey, thank New England. Oh, thank me. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. I really do appreciate that you take the time to listen. It means a lot to us, mm-hmm. you know, that you, you, you take the time to tune in. Uh, craft Beer Radio was released under the Creative Commons license. I should get some music going, so why don't you take over, Greg? Uh, we'll check you Craft you Beer Radio. Be like what? I guess we're listening <laughs> to the Cha-Cha Slide. <laughs> Great. Out, y'all. Not you, <laughs> uh, check our website for that. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter. I am at CBR Greg. I am at Jeff Bear. And contact us together at Craft Beer Radio. You can email us, beer at Craft Beer Radio, for both of us. I am Greg Craft Beer Radio. He is Jeff at Craft Beer Radio.com. Uh, not anything Dot net, dot org, dot CN. RU dot (laughs) r-u just dot com just plain old dot com uh, go to our website Look at it Check around um, There, uh, There's a whole bunch of shows in there For you to listen to there I is... will have to update our like Recommended beer accoutrement Yeah I think we so. need to change some of the text On our website too I think if, like, only, it's like the saver only is like 2015 <laughs> Yeah I noticed that yeah, like just the yeah. other day um, But uh, you know we have a link on our We have an Amazon store Where it shows you like all the great beer items I just found a really good beer washing um, Chamois all right brush so we have a really good beer glassing beer glass washing brush now again like we say we don't recommend beers i mean if we recommend beers we don't like that place you can buy them we just have stuff other beer like is a yes. so we could uh we could perhaps recommend so all right thanks everyone for listening thank you